I'm going to personally make you a Finding Waldo book and replace them all with the Pizza Hut. Okay. No, fuck Where's you. Waldo? What's fuck up? You. Finding, is Finding Waldo like the dollar Find, store version? Finding yeah. Waldorf. <laughs> finding Waldorf. <laughs> We're just morphing this every step. Every book, there's at least one page we forgot to put in there. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your kid. <laughs> Bust a nut or not? Do you want to keep them entertained for 20 minutes? You're fucking welcome. No, you're not getting a refund. There are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Oh, yeah. We are four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Are you my brother? Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Yeah, hi, hi. Casey. I'm an angel, baby. And Juke. I'm the Santa. With muscles. <laughs> Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. This month, our theme is Happy Christmas. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really roll right. <laughs> right? Merry holidays. Does that sound a little better to your ear? Happy Christmas movies that are varying degrees of off. Just like that statement. I, Celebratory season. You sound like a conehead trying to participate <laughs> in Earth culture. I am also human like you, human. I am human. Yeah, so kicking us off for Happy Christmas. Jay, what movie did you bring this week? Ooh, 1996's Santa with Muscles, directed by John Murlowski. Oh, boy. Who as Casey correctly fucking predicted from watching the movie, also directed Richie Rich's Christmas Wish. They were so... As soon as the movie started, I was like, hold on. Mm-hmm. I saw this with the Seventh Heaven kid. It was still a bleached <laughs> asshole for the lead role, but it was a smaller bleached asshole. Let's go. All right, Casey, hold your bleached asshole before... <laughs> We get any farther. I wish. We need Jay to give us an elevator pitch. Does she grab onto it? How does that work? I'm curious. I like keep it on. Hold it closed, hold it open. (laughs) What are you going for here? You want to hold it closed. I'm like holding it onto my body. I feel like in this snare, like otherwise your asshole might fall off. It's the bleach. (laughs) (laughs) All the bleach. It just numbs it and everything just flows like a river. We need an elevator pitch, Jay. So you for whatever reason, have fallen on some hard times. A little light on I, cash. It's probably my decisions. Chemicals makes this happen. <laughs> so you're at the mall, and you happen to see this sleeping old lady next to a big, huge urn of money. Yeah, that, that's that's a common thing. So you're going to take the money, right? Well, of course. Cool. Duh. Why decisions, right? We already mentioned that. Well, unfortunately, now there's a seven foot six Hulk Hogan dressed as Santa Claus coming at you. He knocks your friend out with one hit, picks you up, throws you off of the ledge, and before you hit the ground, in about ten seconds, I need you to sell us this movie. Make a note. Daily employee assault and head trauma make Hulk Hogan an empathetic, ass-beating, orphan-saving, above-the-law Santa with muscles. Seven seconds? Seven, eight seconds, yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I nailed it. That is a really good description of what we just watched. I mean, you covered all of the bases more than were needed. (laughs) This had a lot more bases than it needed to be a movie, though. Thank you. That's true. The unfortunate nature of what just happened, though, is that Hulk Hogan has smashed me onto Casey, and I am about to crush down on her. So that 10 seconds of me falling is 10 seconds of me falling and both of us ending our lives at the same time. Find a lot of good stuff in the 
dumpster <laughs> sometimes. So, Casey, before I crush you and you die, sell us this movie. A bulky bronze Santa with a porn stash finds a geode gift shop below the orphanage he's strangely trying to protect. Six, Six seconds. seconds. You know Nicely what the worst done. part, though? You're right, except the mustache isn't even the classic fucking Hulk mustache. Right, they had ever. to shave it off because then it would be too obvious what this movie's really about. <laughs> I mean, oh. imagine that mustache getting like caught up in his fake Santa beard, and like it's never... Actually, I'll bet that's why he doesn't have it. It's the first time he tried to put that Santa outfit on. It got stuck, and they had to oh, cut that shit off. Along with it. Yeah. Before we go to Casey's Corner, let's talk about the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. Okay, Jay, why don't you give us your Hulk Hogan strut through this movie? Brother. No Christmas movie is complete without a threatened orphanage, and Santa with muscles carries us across this line mm -hmm. because it's strong. Because muscles. Because Santa has muscles. Because Santa has muscles. The evil Ebner Frost, a clearly evil name because nobody who likes their kid names it Ebner, wants the orphanage for his nefarious and vague plot. Yeah, it's just bad things. We'll just leave it at that. Well, we'll get to it. Frost is played by Ed Begley Jr. after drinking half a bottle of vodka and a NyQuil chaser. Fortunately, he's not our Santa with muscles. Our Santa with, with muscles is ego-driven billionaire Blake, played by Hulk the fuck Hogan. Yeah. I feel like you're saying Santa with muscles as much as this movie said Santa with muscles. <laughs> I'm trying no. to, yeah. With the TV people, the newspapers, just random. We need to know what we watched, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. Blake's idea of a fun time is beating up his staff. His cook has Stockholm Syndrome. Blake's wealth. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, just just we'll cruise right through that. Every day starts with his people just trying to murder him. Well, at the end of the movie, he gets real upset when Hulk Hogan doesn't assault him first thing in the morning. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, he doesn't even want to beat me up. I love it when daddy hits me. Why won't you love me? So Blake's wealth was made from his fitness routines and products, which include everything from fucking protein powder to cereal. On his way to play paintball with dirt bikes and Hummers, the Hulkster breaks several driving laws in front of Clint Howard's police officer. Whoop, whoop. Ugh, he looks like he should be sitting in the back of that car. <laughs> Sorry. I think he actually murdered the police officer. I think so, too. And buried his body and is now impersonating. He's too excited about doing his job. Mm -hmm. To escape, Hulk heads to a small town where he can easily hide a Hummer because, you know, there's a ton of fucking small towns with Hummers and in 1986. And not just, like, your Hummer it's H3. Yeah. This right. is, like, military-style yeah. Hummer. They all are. Yeah, but, I mean... They're all the same shape. It's 96. A lot of people who didn't need them were driving around in Hummers. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Rap made it cool again to have a Hummer. Hulk tries to evade the cops by donning a Santa costume and has to hide in a garbage chute. Oh, oh, he ends up tumbling down it, escaping the cops, and getting a serious fucking concussion. Like, this is K-drama bad. Well, it is, because finding a WWF superstar in a Santa costume lying in a pile of trash might seem mundane to us, but not to Lenny, a goon for Frost, and full-time, part-time mall elf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mall elf. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Mall Bad elf. taste in your mouth. Yeah, I was really, I really thought they were shrinking all of the elves somehow, and then I just realized how <laughs> tall Hulk Hogan is. He's like, oh, no, those are just normal seven. people. Yeah. What? Lenny sees this as an opportunity to rob the richest person in quote ten states immediately. Immediately like, finds Santa in the trash and goes for the wallet Thank right you. off the bat. Yes. <laughs> Well, what? first he was going to try to get an ID, but then he's like, oh, shit, I just found Steve Jobs' wallet. He won't care. <laughs> it will just be inconvenient to him. It will change my life. So, Well, fortunately for Lenny, Hulk wakes up with amnesia. 
and gets roped into playing Santa until a child catches two teenagers stealing from an orphanage fund. The child calls for Santa and Hulk shows up with muscles and beats up two teenagers with his muscles. Can I just tie in another movie? I feel like this little girl that knocked out the kids or the teens grew up to be the woman that ruined the heist in America. Oh, no. Yeah, I bet it is. You're probably right. She had dark hair. <laughs> it was a bold choice for that skin tone. Well, this exchange makes Hulk immediately decide to save the orphanage. So he and Lenny get on their moped to go save the day. Because plot. Because plot. They arrive just in time to chase off Frost's four goons. Dr. Flint, the only later in the plot, well, it makes sense why I'm a geologist. Mole teeth guy, maybe he has a name, but I didn't fucking pay attention, whose power is to collect bad smells and stink people. He's Dr. Vile. He's like a shitty skunk. Because he smells bad. Dr. Vile. I get it. Yeah, you get yeah. it. Madam Electro, which is also probably her name. I don't know. I just named her. She has lightning gloves, which I guess are, are decently cool. Dr. Watt. Lightning like, bolt. <laughs> like electricity. <laughs> and Frost's right-hand man, Dr. Grown-Out Bowl Haircut. Ew. Dr. Blight, nice. but yours is more accurate. <laughs> yeah. For sure. With his amnesia, Hulk isn't a total dick now, and he decides to help these orphans, Aww. probably because one of them is Mila Kunis. I mean, that seems like a good decision. If Mila Kunis was an orphanage, I would help out. But, I mean, you're Isn't also... Like 10 in this? Ew. Yeah, I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying uh, it because she's a goddamn sure. treasure. Sure, would you say that, like, you would call her your angel baby? Yeah, no, I'm saying, no. like... No, That's <laughs> exactly I'm, what I'm it sounds I'm just saying like. I love that 70s show. I'm there to save angel baby. Obviously, I'm Juice not. has his type. He I'm likes definitely the, You know, like the fair hair. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. Writes long letters. And just a little bit crazy where they talk too much. Well, all of the other <laughs> orphans have been adopted, but these three are the last ones left. Okay. And nobody wants them. Here's why. <laughs> the third one <laughs> is the Pizza Hut Kid. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's the Pizza Hut Kid, the was... freckle-faced it was traumatizing. Uh, <laughs> True I love how strongly Casey recoils. Oh God. <laughs> it was just strange to see someone reacting so strongly to the memory of a decades-old pizza commercial. <laughs> so Frost has been buying up all the land, and he wants the orphanage because underneath it is a cave sealed by a fucking giant door Silver. with a magic lightning exploding lightsaber crystal. It's not a set, if that's what you were thinking. Not at all. Filmed on location. And none of what I said was hyperbole. No. It no. looks It looks a lot like uh, Rita Repulsa's cage from the first season of kind Power of, Rangers. Or like... A gift shop. But now you see why the geologist mattered. Yeah, because he knows about the magic rock Yeah, crystals. but he didn't do yeah. anything. All he did was take the door off. They should have brought a maintenance man. It's never really made clear why Frost wants these rocks exactly. I guess because they're magic? Yeah, they're worth a lot of money. Mia Kunis spits some science gobbledygook that she read in a magazine, but she's doing dumb child actor things, so I didn't really listen too hard. <laughs> Because yep. they reduce inflammation yeah. and help fight arthritis. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're great for the memory. Also, if you drop them on the ground, they explode with a flash. That's right. always a benefit. Yeah. The Stooges attack the orphanage, and Hulk fights them off until him and Dr. Bull haircut are at the top of the bell tower. Hulk gets thrown off into a garbage truck and has another concussion. <laughs> And he gets his memory back. Yeah. That's how that works, kids. Haven't you ever seen the movie um, What Women Want? Uh, listen, Juice, if you ever can't remember something, just smash your head really hard into a hard surface with enough force to cause brain damage. It makes memories come back. All right, this hold has on. been a shitty PSA. Let me go. Give me a second. I got to take care of something. <laughs> 
really quick, are you sure that's how concussions work? Yeah, yeah. it's Looney Tunes rules. Right. You wang them once with a frying pan, they memories forget. go away. Wang them again with a frying pan, memories come back. Memories are like on off. Hulkster with his memory back is mopey and doesn't even want to beat up his employees. Yeah, Aww. he misses his angel baby. I know. Frost makes it to the orphanage and goes underneath to the rock cave, sells out Lenny for selling them out, which I guess feels like an appropriate just dessert. Yeah, fuck Lenny. Hulkamania calls the orphanage where the goons intercept the call with the tape recorder and make it seem like everything is okay. But Lenny decides to do the right thing, that self-serving bastard, and calls Hulk. Hulk races to the orphanage in his Hummer, again drawing the ire of Clint Howard and the local cops. Whoop, whoop. Hulk and his manservants shoot paintballs at cop car windshields, dust them with protein powder, and then dodge a cop shot rocket so it hits Clint Howard's car. Cop shot rocket. In other words, cops have fucking rocket launchers. Here's where it gets interesting. Is it? Hulk makes it to the orphanage where he learns that he grew up there. Oh my God. Him and Frost were best friends growing up. You're adopted and you're adopted and everybody's fucking adopted. I feel like so, these people are really cramping my steez. I was adopted first. Fuck off. So you know, wait, you did, know what's great about that twist? They don't do anything else with it. They no. just announce it. No. Hey, you don't remember this, but uh, this is th- a thing. Okay. Yeah, so does he Bye-bye. like every time he gets a concussion, does he just lose a little bit of knowledge? Like he got most of his knowledge no, he back, but lost. Knowledge. Well, no, he has to well, be taught things. It just things. feels well. new because he forgot. <laughs> Frost makes it into the gem cave as Hulk shows up, <gasps> and they rip out two crystals and use them as lightsabers to fight. Lightning fucking crackles when they hit that shit. Hulk wins after the germaphobe Frost suit helmet is removed, and he has a total fucking freak out. But he can't savor his victory because they have to run. The reverberations are going to cause the model to have lightning animated over it and implode like a cheaper, shittier poltergeist. Yeah, what a very poltergeisty feel. It also had a very cardboardy feel. Yeah. Yeah, uh, real it bad. Looked, it looked like it just crumbled. I mean, it was more an than... old church, not a set. So yeah, probably. <laughs> and it was the same lightning it looked like from fucking Ghostbusters mm-hmm. that they just reused ten years later. Probably. Frost and his goons go to jail. Hulk adopts all the kids, and they have a happy ending where the richest person in the world owns property close enough that a KB Toys telescope can look at prisoners, and they can all get together and mock them. Firstly, happy Christmas. He... <laughs> oh. Firstly, Hulk Hogan is the richest person in 10 states. Casey, what do you have? You have been bursting at the seams since we sat down. There's just, okay, I can't give you my full Casey corner at the second, (laughs) but let me talk about some things that we did not need. Just like opening gifts, you always get a bunch of shit you don't want, don't need, don't open. I always need socks. Shit that you immediately like, (laughs) I'm going to be putting that in the garage sale pile as soon as I get home. Tags on. Tags on. <laughs> I want people to feel like they're getting a deal. So why were there fucking exploding rocks beneath the church? There, um, there, so there were catacombs, right? Yeah. And the catacombs were sealed by a giant door that had a master lock style lock on it. 
Okay, but... Yeah, it's a big bank vault looking thing. Yeah. Whoever built the door had to know that there was a rock gift shop below the church? Yeah, they called them the catacombs. There were no bodies down there. It was just a geode cave. No, because we were very confused when they're like, oh, the kids play in the catacombs all the time. I get it. No, I get it. What it was, they had actually, it was some ancient rituals the church was using, and they were sprinkling a little bit of crackle over the bodies, (laughs) and the bodies crystallized into these exploding crystals from the, you know, all of the concoctions. The meth body that exploded. It depends. Yeah. It kind of turns into a methy substance as the body decomposes. It interacts with oh, the chemicals. Okay. So it starts as crack, but then it turns into meth. Yeah, do you, do you guys didn't get that from the movie. If we have any scientists that listen to the show, Hang um, don't. I just okay. You're getting so I, dumber, I gotta, and I'm sorry. I got to take this from the top. So you're saying that this church, in some like ancient times, was taking bodies and somehow transforming them into crystals that they were storing in the these catacombs beneath. Philosopher stones. Not just anybody children and specifically this is a fucking phenomenal D campaign <laughs> yeah i need to play this yeah oh you, you already have your character right yeah i'm gonna play as the dr blight the evil ninja doctor villain ninja we doctor are, we are on it guys well that would be a more interesting scene to watch I don't know. I got a little bit different of a vibe from that. I really, and why I said that in the movie that Shitty Cinema watched, I talked about the Star Wars references. I really got a Star Wars vibe out of this because yeah. they were like fucking lightsaber kyber crystals in a way. They were used as fucking okay. swords to have a lightsaber-like we fight with some lightning. We did not need that. We did not need you to remake Star Wars. No, I think with... they started at that and worked yeah. backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we're gonna... there's, there's a pseudo Sarlacc pit there. I feel like they right? started doing that on yeah. set and they're like, roll the cameras. Roll it. Roll He's still in costume. It'll work. Right. Right. This is fucking Hulk Hogan as Santa fighting Ed Pegley Jr. as a really, really shitty, asthmatic, allergic to everything Darth Vader. Yes. In a fucking cave. That uh, this Star Wars, this is a fucking brilliant scene. I think you guys are underselling Wait a the genius of Santa with muscles and its recreation of the epic Star Wars scene using Hulk fucking Hogan. I think you're is giving them a lot more credit than they deserve. Is that oh. why he was a germaphobia to allergies? So the, 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 uh, no, probably, sort of, yeah. Jesus, they never explained that. Ah, uh, yeah. The ancient Jedi Order sacrificed kids to get their midichlorians to create the kyber crystals. See? There you go. Juice is bringing it around full circle. Yep. That's why diamonds are forever and children aren't. <laughs> <laughs> so, side note. Jedis can't... Don't let them babysit. <laughs> Another Star Wars said. feel that I got off this. You remember how in the prequel Star Wars, everybody knew everybody? It's, oh, you know, Yoda actually met Chewbacca. I got the same energy off of this movie when it starts busting out that Hulk Hogan, you grew up in this orphanage yeah. and the and villain you know was your villain. best friend. Yes. Very good point. See, the Star Wars analogies go deep. If you love Star Wars, you'll love Santa with muscle. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> Fuck it, put it out there. Human YouTube ad? Fuck you. Hey, this did get, what, a 78% on Google reviews? Like a 6% in real life. (laughs) And then, like, something like like 78% on Google. What are are the exact numbers, Jay? 74% of Google reviewers liked this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. It's got a solid 2.6 on IMDb. (laughs) That's what it was. 2.6. Okay. So if that guy's got asthma, why does he have giant like 
Glade air freshener things in his front lawn that randomly spray. He's I around were, smoke and fog all the time. No, they were misters. They were ad- added oxygen to the air, right? Or was he watering the lawn? Right. Yeah, I thought it was some type of disinfectant because his goons are always spraying disinfectant around him. Oh. Hold on, hold on. I will explain it to you, Casey, if you want Please. to know. Please. So if you remember... From episode four, Star Wars, A New Hope, where Darth Vader is in his little Darth Vader egg, right? And he doesn't have to have his mask on. Well, because Ed Begley Jr. is the Darth Vader of this movie, he when he's in his home space, which includes his lawn, he has those air vaporizers. It's like Vader being in his egg, again, deepening the Star Wars gotcha. analogies oh, between okay. Santa with muscles and Star Wars. Okay, then what's with the stinky henchmen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are obviously so, the bounty hunters. No, no, no. Let me help you out with that, too. It's a, it's an homage, because do you remember when Vader got stuck at the end of episode four, A New Hope, in his... TIE Fighter fighter for a long time and then Robot Chicken did that joke about him calling Palpatine and being like you've been stuck in that for two weeks you must smell like bacon wrapped in socks (laughs) right and that's what it is he's smelly he's bacon wrapped in socks that's part of Vader's id that has come to life (laughs) it was one of the weird tonal shifts of this movie because most of it is a kind of I'm not going to say stereotypical Christmas movie but a lot of the elements (laughs) that you'd normally get you know Christmas there's an orphan in trouble there's a precocious child and then the villain has these weird dick tracy henchmen <laughs> with themes yeah of the geologist who's oh you'll make a beautiful fossil what the fuck are you on about dude and you the, won't be allowed to like see that? it the Fossils scientist lady time. with taser gloves like what the fuck i want the sound effects for every physical <laughs> touch in this <laughs> Yeah, another tonal shift. They add these weird (laughs) cartoon sound effects to everything. So Hulk Hogan's putting helmets on the kids and it makes this sound. And they pull the crystals out of the ground and there's a sword from the stone. And then he sees the girl that voices Ducky from Lamb Before Time and he's like... Oh, no, that did not happen. I said it. That didn't happen. I heard it. That's mostly true. That's mostly true. You keep calling it tonal shifts. I think this movie just had no fucking clue what they were doing because they don't carry anything through. They like tell you, hey, we have this plot point we're going to do. We're going to do this Christmas theme thing mm-hmm. and then we're never really going to talk about this Christmas theme. It's kind of like it Christmas was like a thing homework again. thing where they're like, okay, but your paper has to re- you know, I require you have to work these three subjects into your paper. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to write a story about robots you want something, you know, about FDR. I'll man I'll mention him in passing and then never again. I think they do, yeah. They they mention it and then eventually somebody at some point's like, Oh hey, do you remember that one time that we were talking about this we one thing? We don't have the time. We need to f- at least fucking call it back, okay? <clears throat> Yeah, right. No, they don't have the time. No. Honestly, I think all of that came from the fact that one of the executive producers for this film was Jordan Belfort, a.k.a. the guy Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> is about. The Jordan Belfort. Yeah, so he would just randomly wander onto set, coked out of his mind. I'm paying for it. Santa's going to have a crystal lightsaber fight. God damn it. He's an orphan. Because he's a If you fucking... don't make it so, I'll make you an orphan. He's an artistic Ooh. genius, Dave. Fart doctor, you make it work. <laughs> 
<laughs> ninja doctor. Ninja doctor. I love the ninja doctor. I yeah. love that his nunchuck was his stethoscope. Yeah, that was great. Well, what was all of the henchmen that they had? They had like, you know, normal conscript guys. They were carrying fucking T-saws or uh, T-squares. 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 <laughs> Threateningly carrying T-squares. And like. everyone just plays along <laughs> as though that's... <laughs> We're going to graph the shit out of something. <laughs> like they hold T-squares to people's throat and the people act scared and don't just reach out and break it. <laughs> My thick ass neck will break that T-square before it will break me. I promise you that. Okay. <laughs> I have a question. I'm sure you do. I have a lot of questions. Right. but So... When you get a concussion, uh-huh. only parts of your memories are deleted. Right. Yeah. So you remember all folklore and shit, yeah. but you don't exactly. remember who you are. No. Yeah. So it's, it's okay. that movie amnesia where yeah. you retain all cultural knowledge and just lose everything about yourself. Okay. So do it's you stored gain, in different memory banks. Do you gain anything when you get concussed? Well, again, so it depends on the odd ones. You lose memories. They go away. You turn yeah, some off. But can you gain different like powers or skills when you uh, get? I don't know. On the even ones, you get I, you get your memory back. Maybe you do sometimes gain new power. Can I'm just you... trying to figure out like what are the rules? What are the rules? Yeah. Was Hulk Hogan's <laughs> character in this film always creepy? Can you like develop different personalities between them and just wang your way back and forth? Like, can we turn <laughs> him into a shitty Manchurian candidate? <laughs> That would be lovely. You know, when the day comes, somebody beats him with a frying pan to activate him. Don't stop the redheaded kid from trying to break into the evil mansion. Why don't you just let this one go? Just let him go. Let him him do. He did try to stop the Pizza Hut kid. That baby don't look like me. He did successfully stop him. Not in my head. (laughs) Which would have been a better movie. Would have been a lot of better movie. By that time, I had checked out. This movie had gone on way too long. Yeah, right? I only wrote three notes. No, no, this was after he got his new muscle suit from Mila Kunis. Can I read you my three notes? Yeah. Make me more tan. Little girl kisses Hulk Hogan, and he really, uh... (laughs) Angel baby singing scene, are they falling in love? It's a no. (laughs) That's all the notes I took for this film. It's a no for me. There's a... We need to... Listen, we need to talk about the elephant in the room. Okay. The angel baby scene. It was everybody was creeped out. Everybody was fucking creeped out. Explain it. What happened? (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Can I get like one of those shiny blankets or something? No. Okay. So Hulk Hogan figures out that the orphanage also has a church attached to it. Mm -hmm. And he's walking around in it. And he hears the girl that kissed them singing. And she's Uh like. <laughs> I think that's Just exactly like that. what she sounds yeah. like. But there was a song. Dave, what was the song? Angel Baby. I don't. <clears throat> the the song is a like one of those weird, sexy fifties songs. Like Angel Baby. <laughs> yeah, that's Santa You're Baby, so but also I know, right? But it's suggestive like that. Like you know what Ooh. I mean. And then she, when she's done singing it. Oh, Hulk Hogan joins in with these like, yeah, I know this song. That's from my when I was your size. And oh. <laughs> he was they're singing it together. She hits the high note, the window sparkles, and she's like, 
I know I shouldn't be singing this song in church, but I just can't help myself. And like, is really fucking weird. She does. She she says that her mom used to sing that song to her. She said she thinks her mom did. <laughs> okay, that also comes before they do the duet. It's not like Hulk just rolls up and like I'm gonna join in here. Uh, it's not much better. But... Well, right, right. <laughs> It's like him showing up to like a seventh grade dance and be like, mind if I cut in, brother? And then like, <laughs> <laughs> even if he asks, it's still creepy. If he asks or he didn't, or if he just cut in. It's why was that scene in there? Who wrote the dialogue? It was very upsetting. What middle school is Hulk Hogan gonna be at this week? <laughs> He's six foot fucking seven. He's two eighth graders tall. <laughs> With half the fucking wit. Forever. He's going to sue the shit out of us. Bullshit. No, he's What's really he I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. I've I just called him before. a two teenager halfwit. Listen, do you know how good it would be for our podcast if we get sued by Hulk Hogan? Oh, do you know how bad it would be for our homeownership and life <laughs> in general? Hulk Hogan is a petty bitch, but he also does like to talk to everyone like a dog in this movie. When he's Whoa. on the even number of concussions, as long as we're counting zero as an even number, yeah. he when talks did he to his zero. You're assuming he started the movie. Yeah, that's true. I shouldn't, I shouldn't assume that. But he talks to his help like this, and he's kind of like doing a bad Why Keanu Reeves. Why would Besides, I'm having so much fun. Fuck the police. <laughs> but it Chaz, was, make okay. a note. You got to get flatter than that, though. You're putting way too much emotion into it. I His know. reads were just one monotone drone pace up at the end. I can't help that I won't open any mail from Juilliard because I just hate New York that much. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was also at the beginning of the movie where he's running from the police and shooting them with a paintball gun, which is a really poor decision that never really... White privilege, yeah. having fun. He's above the law. They never, ever just even deal with that remotely. White privilege. And then even <laughs> at the end, he was involved with a church getting blown up, and the cops still didn't give a fuck. Nah. But that was also, you know, when every once in a while there'll be a scene in a movie that deals with something you actually know a lot about, and it's just like, oh, lad, what the fuck? That was all wrong. That was me while Hulk was firing a paintball gun with no fucking CO2 tank. <laughs> down to it. He could not let that go. That He's like, won't, There's no tank. It doesn't do anything. Every time. He's. Everybody else in the gang had tanks on their freaking. Why didn't you hook up one more so that it would? They had to take it off because Hulk couldn't stop shooting people. <laughs> That's probably really. Oh, oh sorry, I didn't. I just fucking. You know, point like Pringles. I can't. I can't stop even if I wanted to. Do we have a dead tank. Fuck it. Just take it off. <laughs> I don't care about the movie. Take it off. <laughs> They obviously don't care about the continuity of this movie at all. They should, because Hulk Hogan made lists about everything. He could have made a list of what the fuck was in the scene instead of rather making up weird rules of like, rule number 38, 
always shoot paintballs at cop cars. It's <laughs> wicked fun. Rule 386, never mix business with pleasure. That was his most recent one that he mm-hmm. he had to ask what rule they were on. I yeah. just want to point out that he had to get all the way to 386. So of, of whatever these 385 rules are, none of them encompass don't mix business with pleasure, Mm-mm. which is a pretty like fundamental thing that most people know. Rule number 101, sir. Beer before liquor, you've never been sicker. <laughs> liquor before beer, yeah. you're in the clear. All of his Blake's rules were basically just be a dick. Mm. Like rule number 90 something was never lend a hand. You may need it later. That was rule 102, my friend. 102. I'm <laughs> glad you were paying that right. Never lend a hand. You'll never get the smell out. Rule 20 was never surrender. And we learned a lot of these because he would quiz his staff at any given point. Jay, rule 34. Oh. oh. <laughs> I hate when Fuck you, Juice. jobs do that when they're like, we're going to have a fun little pop quiz. No. No, we're not. Let's not. What does get the fuck out stand for? Why do you think I dropped out of school to become a waitress so I didn't have to take (laughs) fucking pop quizzes, you assholes? Yeah, how much is he paying his staff that they will memorize his hundreds of useless life rules and engage in combat over breakfast every day? No, he doesn't even remember what number he's on. They don't memorize no, them. They're, they're just, just making, making them up every up. time he's like, rule 612. Um, don't never piss trust in a fart. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> never go ass to mouth. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. I remember making wait, wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. Is Hulk Hogan just a roided out Jordan Peterson? <laughs> We need a Hulk Hogan generator then. Always clean your room. <laughs> Hulk Hogan starts this movie at least a little authentic as Santa. He stuffs uh-huh. the Santa suit. He's wearing an actual Santa suit. He has fatigues hanging out of the back. And then Mia Kunis <laughs> fucking sluts him up. She takes <laughs> she takes the bus line lower. Yep. She yeah. takes the sleeves off. Well, Fuck the original puts pants. puts fur around where the sleeves were. And takes the pants out completely and just gives him a pair of red leggings. They were Angel Baby's red leggings, to be specific. It was like two of her onesies put together into a... (laughs) One (laughs) beef leg? Yep, a a single pair of pants. You know what? Thank you, Hulk Hogan, for finally solving the issue. Our leggings pants, after (laughs) seeing you in them, I might actually almost say no. No. Quick side note. The woman that played the orphanage, uh, I almost said owner, I guess the, the woman that ran the orphanage. Yeah, the manager yeah, or whatever. Leslie. I figured out her backstory. Okay. Leslie loves children. Unfortunately, she can't have children because she unfortunately accidentally sterilized herself with her tight uh. ass jeans that were about four inches up her vagina <laughs> and ass. She turned around in a seat, like the belt, was probably around her bra strap. They fit loose in the ass in the back, but were somehow tight right at the gooch. No. This is one of those I'm like, that can, uh-uh. I have put on those jeans before. It was like, the back of my throat went dry when I moved left. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure that just pulled a pube out. No, I'm not getting these jeans. I taste copper. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. See, I thought that her midichlorian count got way too high, and that's why she couldn't have kids. See? Maybe that's what's protecting her vagina. Oh. Oh. <gasps> 
Yes. Because she's you know, always she doesn't really get to use any of her force powers because she's always concentrating on protecting her vagina. Haven't you, have you ever seen a pregnant Jedi? No. Exactly. They they're can't not allowed have, to have kids. kids. Yeah. No, it's not that they're not allowed, it's that they can't. But they wore like robes and shit. That yeah, wasn't what do you think under the robes? Those Mom jeans. jeans. <laughs> 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 They've been permanently affixed with the mark of the mom jeans. Hold on. I just want to I want you guys to think about Yoda going home after a long day and taking his robe off and having a pair of mom jeans on there. <laughs> Honestly, the Samuel L. Jackson mental image is even funnier. <laughs> Ooh, I picture him in like those Obama dad jeans that he was wearing for a while until everyone's like, honey, no. Oh, no. Stop. It is happy Christmas, Dave, and my gift to you was Santa with muscles. The question now is would you watch it again? Oh, man. This is a really bad movie. (laughs) (laughs) But the question is, is it... Shitty is it cinema. so bad it's good or is it just bad? <laughs> the plot's just really weird. It jumps all over the place. The acting is just terrible. <laughs> but God damn it, it's fun. <laughs> and I hate admitting that, but it's just stupid and dumb and funny. Yeah. So yeah, I would watch yes. Santa with Muscles wow. yes. again. Yes. I, I was upset you were going to make me watch it a second time, but I've seen a hell of a lot worse than this. <laughs> and just... For the batshit insanity, if you have to watch a Christmas movie, watch this. It's not good, but none of them are, so (laughs) have fun with it. Bullshit. Die Hard's great. Good point. Bruce Willis is very insistent that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It's a Bruce Willis movie. Fuck Bruce Willis. (laughs) It takes place during Christmas, therefore it is a Christmas movie. So, Casey, how about you? Santa with muscles, would you watch it again? Oh, um... I'm really on the fence about this one. Mm, I am on the fence. It is terribly boring, but I feel like there is a drinking game hidden somewhere in there, not just the mustache one where you tape your mustaches on the TV and wait, but it's also very creepy and very boring. you know what? I'm going to say yes. No. Just yeah. for the long right. blade air fresheners that randomly shoot out and scare the <laughs> shit out of you when you're just trying to stroll through your lawn and have a good day. Um, your dogs would freak out. Oh, they'd fucking hate it. <laughs> they would hate every second of it. Juice, Santa with muscles. Would you watch it again? If some things are subject to change, a year might change my perspective. But sitting in this room right now, mm-hmm. there's no way I'm going to sit down and watch this movie again. What? I there was damn it I like, know, right savage it barely scraped that it was yeah I can see where there's some allure it was awful and some of the awfulness did reach that oh that's kind of funny that it's awful but as a whole it was so boring I couldn't pick up on anything from it as far as there being a drinking game there, I I don't know how you could because the plots change and what they're doing changes that there's no relevant you drink every time sti- it changes <laughs> okay you could do that take a shot every time they say the title of the movie <laughs> there you oh, go I, I think that's waterfall no I yeah exactly I need a liver Dave it needs <laughs> to survive me at least until I'm 60 so no I'm not gonna to sit down and watch Santa with muscles again. Hulk Hogan, stay in your lane, rip your shirt off, jump on a fucking wet, sweaty, greasy guy in the middle of a ring. Don't do movies. Just don't do movies. Damn. But Jay, the final verdict of the night, Santa with muscles. Are you going to sit down and watch it again? We already know. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I worry that it's 
You have another Star Wars reference, don't you? <laughs> oh, I'm expected to fuck him, you know? I worry that, Casey, you think it's boring, and Juice, you describe this menagerie of amazing plots as a bug instead of a feature. You, If you want a little bit of Indiana Jones, you get a little bit of Indiana Jones. Obviously, you get a lot of Star Wars in this movie. Santa with Muscles mm. also delivers some great comedy subplots, like where Hulk is being interviewed for the local news as though he's actually Santa, and he says some awful shit about eating <laughs> fucking was, reindeer. How'd you get There's so some- fit? I eat a lot of reindeer. <laughs> and everyone's just like, uh, oh, I try to, no. I try to be uh, funny because that helps with my, with my metabolism. But right, and Hulk has no fucking emotion. I mean, he is flat, but he's so flat that it's tone deaf and painful and just bone droppingly amazing to watch. And then you get fucking cartoon villains, right? You want some like Ninja Turtle style villains? We got that B-roll or some Power Rangers villains. Yes, our four fucking goons and their leader, Frost, are cartoonish goons. It's Dick Tracy style absurd shit. We also get Hulk grabbing a chain and stopping an ice cream truck from running away. They never explain anything about that. Or there's, what he ordered once he caught it. <laughs> there's there's fighting. I, I think if you're going to fucking watch a Christmas movie this menagerie of joy is it. I encourage everyone to go out there and watch Santa with Muscles again. Yes, Juice, I'm going to be watching Santa with Muscles again because this is one of my favorite shitty cinema Christmas movies. You know I'm expected to fuck him? <laughs> Well, you know, you're going to sit and watch it, too. So, Casey, the verdict is in. Three out of four of us are going to sit down and watch this prospectively good, shitty Christmas movie. I'm ashamed it's the right be, kind of shitty. I'm ashamed to be in that three out of four. You made that decision. I'm going to sit in my solidarity, and I hope that next week we can do a little bit more. But, guys, go out, watch this movie for yourself. Watch it. It wasn't all bad. There was some nuggets you can pick up from it. And if you like anything that Hulk Hogan has done, you'll probably enjoy this. <laughs> Listen, Christmas is hectic say. as shit sometimes. So if you're losing your mind in December, watch Santa with Muscles. Well, other than that, Casey, what are you doing for us next week? Preparation is thy name. Oh. I'm going to be bringing American Carol, which seems to be some <laughs> sign, sort of... I am Dave's face. Weird... Oh. <laughs> I'm bringing American Carol. Okay, continue. It seems to be (laughs) some kind of weirdly personal attack on Michael Moore. Yeah. Uh, Chris Farley's brother plays not Michael Moore and is against Christmas in America. Wait, is this the one you showed me the trailer for that Bill O'Reilly? Yeah, like like the super cuck, super cut. God damn. Damn it. Uh, Leslie Nielsen is in it. It'll be all right. David Allen Greer is in it. I'm going to teach you all how to talk to your families at Christmas this (laughs) year. So this will be a study of your weird uncle who's racist in really weird ways. My uncles are racist. My aunt doesn't comply. Strap in. Strap Strap on. on. No. And get ready for some American Carol next week. I don't want it. I hope there's no singing in it. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're listening to, please share this completely independent podcast with someone. Please, Daddy. Anyone. Torture someone with it. Yeah. Maybe someone that's, you know, 
blonde and has a weird mustache, a porny mustache. Or maybe they're in an all-black leather suit tied <laughs> up in your they're basement. they're going to sue us because we're implying that he's a bad man around kids. I don't know. Follow us on Facebook at sh.ttycinema, Twitter at Bad Movies, Bad People, and that's PPO. Mm-hmm. Or check out the Patreon. Speaking of the Patreon, we got another subscriber. Oh, oh. A donor, yeah. a patron, that's the word. That's, that's the, the word. word. <laughs> Tim. Tim, thank you so much for your money. Tim Tom. Is this Can our we... shitty intern, Tim? Yeah. Oh. Shitty intern, Tim. Yeah. Hey, boy, we hey, see Timmy. you. I'm going to write you a song. I'm going to cut you a deal and write you a song, even though, you know. He's been there for a lot for you've, us. You've done so much. Too much. Tim has been with us pretty much since the beginning. Tim is trying to replace me because he's a robot. Now let's turn out the light, get an odd concussion, and save some orphans from geodes. No, no science. No. Good night, brother. Huh?